Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, The Garage, this is The Brothers Catch-Up, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together to catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi. With me, as always, is my brother, Frankie Biazzi. I feel like when we started this podcast, it was the beginning of the trend where like everyone had a podcast, but no one quite had a podcast like us. But now I feel like a lot of people have podcasts like us. Like, just any Joe Schmo decided to have a podcast. Like, we're already three years into this experiment, plus. A lot of people, I think, have just started doing podcasts. And if you started doing podcasts anytime within that three-year period, you're a poser. We had the idea for our podcast in, like, 2015. We should have started it then. Yeah. Because then we would... Also, we our, really... our content would have been much better back then. Oh, yeah. We're way worse now. Yeah, way Mostly because, like, we, we just said, we just said about your daughter not having convictions. I don't, I don't have any, any convictions. I used to have convictions. Yeah, I, used I don't to be care way about more interesting when I I'll do. say and do anything. Uh, I agree with you, but I think about that. What's cool is though, if our second ever podcast was to like, maybe there was something profound said on there that was cool. And it took off, went viral. And people were like, wow, look at these people from three years ago talking about this. And then, like, they're, you know, it piques their curiosity. And, like, I wonder how many episodes. And they went to search us. I feel like that they'd be impressed. It's like, wow, they're still putting out episodes today. Yeah. And they've been very consistent throughout this whole thing. However, I've been told consistency is what. Drives is like yeah. all it takes. Bullshit. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I think there's a missing ingredient somewhere. Well, also we have, you have to be likable, and I don't think we're likable. I can't figure out why. <laughs> uh, well, I also think like I put a lot of stock into the notion that nothing on the internet is genuine anymore. Really, so like, there's not there's not much you can do outside of either being. <coughs> Something something profound happening, right? Like, even even short of that, <clears throat> not even short of that, but like, you could have something profound or really good of really good quality, and it not matter. Just like in like sports, you, the best baseball players probably never played in the MLB. Yeah, we said that about something. Like the best drummer who's ever lived never touched a drumstick. Yeah, like the most beautiful poems. Just not, statistically speaking, is not published. You know, like. So maybe I say that to make myself feel better because our podcast isn't doesn't have a Joe Rogan like following, but also I do honestly believe that you could have something worthwhile to listen to or say or create and not have the following that necessarily is deserved. And then additionally, I do think that there is an element of like actual suppression of the things that like we've said on this podcast that obviously limits our ability to like promote or reach new people i i wouldn't doubt that that's necessarily the case even if it's just profanity yeah possibly probably yeah so the missing agreement would be like if we maybe plan to script a podcast that was more wholesome and appealing to a mass audience and we're generally less abrasive but is that genuine no, it's the point of making something that's not what we want to make. This is what we want to do. We want to talk. To, but I think we've always had from the beginning the idea that we were doing it just because we wanted to Yeah, and I, and I do think part of it, too, is like, I don't know, there are times where I'm, I, I hope you feel the same. Because if you don't, then I apologize. <laughs> but where it's like sometimes you just leave and we're like, eh, that episode probably wasn't that good. Yeah, it wasn't the best. But sometimes we have episodes where I'm like, that was, that really was a good. really good. I had fun recording yeah, it. Yeah, like that was a good episode. If if I was listening to podcasts, I would listen to that podcast. I think that happens a lot. I think it's way more that than the Yeah, other. I think so. Last week, though, I did specifically leave feeling the need. I, had to, I knew I had to apologize this week. So, Oh, I have an update. Oh, yeah. I do not have tetanus. Congratulations. I have made it. We're at day 23. We're, We're outside of our 21-day window. I am tetanus-free. I'm going to go get a myself question. a tetanus shot. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. If tomorrow you wake up and your jaw was slightly stiff, what would be the first thing that entered your head? 
I don't think it'd be tetanus. I'm <laughs> very convinced that the 21 day thing, like I've decided that was that was the window. I could get full on lockjaw and I'd be like, "That's weird, huh? What, totally what a coincidence!" Tetanus. I know it's for sure it's not tetanus. That's so funny. Um, well, I'm glad that we had that update. I I also have an update. I got new slippers. These are genuine okay, slippers. Okay, I was looking at them and I was. When did you get those? Yesterday. When you went to the mall? Now, I wear a size 11 shoe. Were they on sale? They were on clearance. 40% off. That's pretty good, because those are normally like 120 bucks. I got them for $44. That's fantastic. That was good. It's a great deal for those. Right? Not bad. Worth every penny. Here, you want to slip them on? Yeah, I do. They're still pretty fresh. That's what is my only issue with Uggs. They should offer service where they'll like... Re-wool them? I kind of like them better like... when you've worn them down. So, I like it. However. Do you wear size 11 shoe? Yeah. These are size 10s. Because they well, were clear. Well, it's for slippers. The I figured it was fine. It would it's probably better. Because yeah, it's a little more snug. Uh, I don't like this type of slipper, though. I need my heel... To have a back? To be into something. I find... Here's my thing. You know the moccasins I usually wear? Yes. They're like my number one shoe. Yes. They're L.L. Beans. I love them. I beat them to crap. Yeah. They're pretty much gone. I have to throw them out. But it's hard for me to, lose, to like throw out a pair of shoes. But the problem is, I like transitional slippers. I've been, I've been at the forefront of the wear slippers as shoes. shoes movement for years now. But I've come to the conclusion, like, at first, all right, let's go through the history of it. At first, I was a big flip-flop guy. Yes. I was at the forefront Ugh. of the flip-flop movement. I have no issue with the flip-flop But I got people. off the flip-flop. The flip-flop people. But I got Gross. off the flip-flop chain maybe a decade ago. I saw the writing on the walls. Too many flip-flops. The amount of times you would wear jeans in the summertime Excuse with me. flip-flops is disgusting. It's not a bad look. It's a horrible look. It wasn't a bad look. No, you're right. Back then it was worse now. If you did it now. I don't do it anymore. But I was an early adopter of slippers as my next thing. Because, like, I, I'm all about comfort. And I like the options that slippers pre- present you. And I especially like hard-bottomed transitional indoor-outdoor slippers. So I hate that because... I think it's one thing to have an outdoor pair of slippers and an indoor pair of slippers. Well, I do. You can't have the slipper be the same, though. Because okay, you so... can't be wearing your slippers around the house that have been outside. That's gross. All right, so here's... There's, kill you there's levels to this. So here's why we're going to get to why this is the open... Why I went with the open back here. Number one, it was on clearance, and this was like... I wasn't like looking for anything specific. I was like, okay. But there's levels to which shoe... Slipper. Once you start wearing slippers as shoes, there's distinctions on like what shoes, what slippers. Those so, can't be outdoor. These are clearly sli- no, no, no. Here's the thing. Okay, here's, we're gonna get into this. A backed slipper, even with a mediocre body and bottom, I will always wear outdoors, even if I don't intend to. Make sense. Like, like your brain is just like, these are going outside. If I take out the trash, go to the mailbox. Yeah. There's not many open back slippers that have a bottom and the open back where I would want to take that outside. So we've established those two facts. Okay. Okay. I like to exclusively wear those moccasins because they are almost not slippers. They're basically just shoes. The ru- the soles rubber. They had laces for a while. Yeah. I took the laces out eventually. So because I was replacing those, I I don't really want it. I I have the old man sneaker thing now. That's like kind of my next thing. So most of the time, if I'm like going somewhere where shoes are required, if I'm in the era where I'm throwing out those moccasins, I'm probably gonna put on some old man sneakers. So I want. I didn't want a slipper. That I could mistake for a shoe. So I didn't want something that I would be taking out on like trips beyond like doing the things around the house. If I'm in the yard picking up dog poop, or if I'm 
taking the trash to the curb. I think that's fine. That's where these come in. These are a hybrid, but in the right direction. They're a hybrid where I could go outside in them, but not beyond my property because I know because there's no back. These aren't shoes. These are clearly house slippers, but they're house slippers that I could do chores in, which I like. Now, you, so you mean you would pick up dog poop in those slippers? Eventually, once this wool wears down a little bit more, yeah, definitely. And then you're going to come into your house and wear them around the floor. Yeah, where your children will <laughs> crawl around on. Well, the, I don't know if you've ever picked up dog poop before, but the idea is that you're you don't it. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> Oh, speaking of, <laughs> there's this game that I played. Okay. Where it comes, it's like a mat, simulates grass, and then it comes with brown, different shades of brown Play-Doh, and you form them into poop swirls. You put them on the mat, and you blindfold yourself, <laughs> and you have to walk across it, and try not to step in dog shit. It's a hilarious game. Because even though you know it's Play-Doh... You still feel like it's going to be dog It's shit. gross. Yeah. When you step in it, it goes in between your toes. You're like, ugh. It's that little bit of pretend. Yeah, so that was, that was funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just think... I don't think you should have a hybrid. I think you should only have indoor-outdoor. I have... No, they're not out here. But like, like, I think it's... If you're going to go do chores and you're in those, I think you take them off and you can put them in another pair of slippers... But then that slippers are the outdoor I do slipper. have multiple slippers. Like, I have the red slippers that... They might go on trips. But, like... Those are good Those are good slippers. But those are, like, my... But to me, these are, like, more like a flip-flop than a slipper. Does that make sense? Like, I would... I but if you're still wearing it around the house... But I'm only wearing them around the house now because they're really new. For the most part, they're probably going to be left at the door here or in the foyer here. They probably won't go around the house. Are you a big slipper person in general? Like, around the house, you have slippers on. Usually I have socks on and no slippers. But if I'm leaving and coming into the garage, I wear slippers in the garage. Like, I have slippers on pretty much at all times when I'm in my house. That's because I have those red Puma ones that I love. If I didn't have a good pair of slippers, I am more of a sock guy. But if I'm, like, wearing those slippers and I'm going to go take the garbage out, I will like if I know I'm only taking five steps on cement. All right, I'll take it out. I gotta say, but I won't do anything more than that. It's been a while since I had a real pair of Uggs, and these are like not UG Uggs, right? Those are like shoes, though. But the quality is so good, though. But that's why I look at those and I go, I don't think they're an around the house slipper. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like once they're kind of beat in a little bit and this fur is less like white and just take them outside yeah probably just be like in the garage outside I like the hard bottom (coughs) and like this the cool thing about Uggs like people think that that wool gets stinky and stuff but like really it doesn't it kind of is cool you can socks I mean it'll stink if you have stinky feet yeah well if you don't have stinky feet it should be fine the only thing is like if I I can't really water the lawn in them because they'll get you don't want to get soggy So yeah, anything else we got going on? Nope. Um, you're you're on countdown. Literally, the next time we record, I will most likely have a child. Most likely. I, well, I mean, I don't want to take anything for granted. God forbid something happens, any tragedy could. Dude, you've never gone through it, but. The process of birth is scary as all hell. It's funny, me and Amanda were kind of talking about it the other day. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. Like, all the variables that go into this, like, from the time it starts to, like, the, it feels like it's never actually going to happen. And then, like, to get from the time when... Well, by time it starts, do you mean, like, pregnancy? Yeah. Or are you talking about, like... Even, like, trying to, like, we de- you decide, or oh, we're going to have a baby. Yeah. To, like, conceiving a baby, nine months of, like, growing a baby, going through the labor of actually getting the baby healthily into the world. And then beyond that, like, every single day of, like, Rose goes to bed healthy and wakes up the next morning healthy is, like, small miracles. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's what I – that's, like, exactly why I don't know if I want. For the rest of your life. Like... Because, like, my anxiety is bad enough for, like, just me. <laughs> Do I really want that with – Another human being? The other night, I 
and I don't want to be the guy who's like comparing how I feel about my animals to be like the way you feel about your kids. It's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I do love my animals. And I accidentally punched my cat in the face. And I couldn't like sleep that night. I was like I felt awful. So I would imagine having a child, that's way more than a cat. And I would like the anxiety of just like, oh my god, I she drank water wrong, or he tripped, or I don't. I don't know if I could live with that constant worry. It is pretty stressful sometimes, but a lot of the times you get used to it, and you're just like, "Yeah, how many gulps of bath water before it's harmful?" I think it's fine. That scares me. Don't play with that outlet anymore. Like I can't watch. Like I can't watch Rose run. Rose, get the batteries out of your mouth. But, whatever. Don't play on the staircase. These are just things that happen when you have a kid. I'll let you know how two goes. So, if all things go well, we will be recording on Monday of next week. And there'll be a baby here. A second baby. It's wild. Think about all the life changes we've documented on this podcast. That's a big one. I mean, you had no kids when this first started. That's what I'm saying. And after that, you'll be married. That'll be the next one. Crazy. That's why you come to the Brothers Ketchup. Right. Stick around after the break for sports, guys. We didn't do the... Oh, we didn't do... Uh, you want to do it now? After the sports force and insert it? No, it's not worth it. All right. <laughs> Bye. Well, you're going. The floor is yours. Just want to start by issuing an apology for the genocide remarks about last. Uh, you didn't people. see. Now you're apologizing for something you didn't say. Oh yeah? No. What did I say? <laughs> I because now it's like <laughs> you're admitting to something you think, but <laughs> you never once said that. But okay. I thought my comment was. I think we should have a genocide, but for fat people. Was that not the comment? Maybe it did. I kind of tuned it out. All right, good. Um, My honest opinion is we should force them to get on diet programs. Weight watchers. Like, what? See, I'm a libertarian in all senses, but, like, I agree with... The government should step in when it comes to that. I agree with, uh... What's his name? Bloomberg with the soda ban in New York. Oh, the soda tax? Don't ban it for me. Like, I'm in shape. Whatever. I can do whatever I want. It wasn't it a tax? It wasn't a ban, was not I thought you weren't allowed to get soda if you were fat. No, I think you just taxed it. Oh. It's kind of like taxes. I'd prefer it if you just no, I think it was like fat people from getting soda. I'm going to tax your soda so you, when you buy it, you I just get more it. money. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. That's not an answer. I agree with the sentiment, though. Not the, I guess not, though. The sentiment is just to get another tax. So I just wanted to put that out there. I like that each week of this podcast is just apologizing for the <laughs> previous week's podcast. That's one of my favorite themes of the podcast. It's kind of a bit now. Do you have any bits that you do just to entertain yourself? Because I feel like this podcast... I've is got just... one. They just picked it up today. I like making you and, and your wife feel bad for <laughs> neglecting letting, me. Letting me babysit.
So that's a new one. I'm going to use that one a lot. Uh, bits that I do that like make me laugh. So like other people are just like to me. Well, like for example, one of the ones I have is no matter what, when I order something somewhere or like a cashier says a price to me, if it's like really almost if it's almost any number, that, that was a good year. I say that's a good year, and then my follow up to that usually like, oh yeah, why? Even if it's like in the future, it'll be like twenty twenty four, be like, yeah, it's a good year. Then my follow up is that that's when Columbus sailed the ocean blue. <laughs> Which it obviously makes no fucking sense. It's but like it's only funny to you. Yeah. It's like it's meta to me because I used. Well, I mean, to only that's do your it. dad. Yeah, I guess I used to only do it when it was kind of close to sixteen forty-two. It was like seventeen ninety-one. <laughs> like, that was a good year, yeah. Columbus. Sailed the ocean blue. But then it could just get stupid when it's like thirty-two sixteen. Good year. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Yeah, that's no way that's humorous to anyone other than me because I do it to everyone. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think I really have any any bits that are just me. Let's see what Amanda said. I texted her. I'm disinviting Sal and Rachel to the wedding. She Ooh, said, "That's pretty. That's a pretty harsh escalation." She said, "Not allowed." Mm. Damn. <laughs> You would agree if you knew why. <laughs> she said you would agree if you knew why? Wait, there's there's more reasons? No, I that's uh, my response to her, oh. saying not allowed. Like, you just think you're... Do you think that? Oh, you said, and, you said we were being disallowed. I thought like, she yeah, was yeah, saying yeah. that. No, 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 no. I just texted her out of... The, like, she's at work. I was like, from a man, that is really hard. No, no, she no. wasn't even there for the content. No, no, no. She's just like ready to ban She's at work. Way. She's at work, and I texted her <laughs> that you guys are disinvited. And she said, not allowed. And I said, you would agree if you knew why. She said, why? I'm responding. <laughs> They're mean. <laughs> <laughs> They're just mean people. Well, I mean... And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in a gif of Stephanie Gibbler. How rude! Anyway, I'm only asking about the bit thing because obviously, like my fat people phobia is a bit. But sometimes I get carried away. I don't want anyone to be harmed, especially if you're. I love some fat people. Um, I do a bit. This isn't too... This is to Amanda. And I probably will be a fat person someday. No matter what, if she comes in the door, I pretend like I'm sleeping. Yeah. And sometimes I've taken that too far where, like, if she doesn't immediately acknowledge that, like, I'm pretending to sleep, I will actually just fall asleep. <laughs> that's yeah, like, that's a bit. Yeah, it's like... And then I'm just actually, like, fall asleep. And she's like, man, he's always asleep <laughs> when I get home. He's just like, as soon as I'm not here, he naps. Mm. Um, speaking of genocide, the, the Yankees, Yankees should be genocided. I feel like every night I'm watching them commit a genocide against good baseball. It's so, funny. I'm, I've never been more detached from a baseball season. Which is probably good for you. I've really followed it closely this year because I'm fascinated by what I think this year could be, which could be like an all-time tragic Yankee season. Like, go back to the 80s, like, before you see anything like what we're about to see. So, and like, the since opening day... We had a little positivity to I start had the season. trouble getting onto my Yes Network... To let me watch the game. And you gave up. Every single day there's a game. It is a struggle to get Yes Network to allow me to watch the game. Eventually I'll get it. But it's it doesn't it's not easy anymore. For some yeah. reason it doesn't just work. Yeah. So that's annoying. Which is crazy because I've had a pretty good experience with Trying it. to find a streaming like one of the like the illegal streaming websites has been hard this year. Like they they just don't work. So I don't know. You can always listen for free on the Odyssey app. Sometimes I prefer to listen on Odyssey. I'll, I'll throw on John. But I don't While know. I, do other I just like... The thing is, like, I think I've, like, had maybe six... Or six, between six and ten games this year. Where I've actually been, like... Been able to lock into it. Lock in, sit on the couch, watch a game. Every single one of those games, the game has been over in the first inning. And I'm like, well... 
What am I like? I guess I'll watch it, but like now I'm just gonna scroll Twitter for the next two hours and keep it on in the background. I tuned out. They're bad. They are a bad baseball team. I feel like I'm watching. I don't even know what to compare it to because, like, we're spoiled. We're Yankee fans. We haven't had to watch a team have no offense. But, like, it's funny. We've probably gone – I would go all the way back to, like, 2017. Like, that 2017 scene with Matt Holliday and young Aaron Judge and good Gary Sanchez fucking rallied. They fucking could rally and score runs. And then Matt Holliday got hurt late in the year. And didn't make it back. Remember, there wasn't, wasn't even, it wasn't, it wasn't even an injury. It was like he got sick. Something happened. He had that weird sickness that like took him out a month. And he may have been the first COVID case back in 2017. And that was the beginning of what I would classify as this era of Yankees. Where like, oh, 100. 2017 the is the year it started. Is stagnant, but the bullpen and the starting pitching kind of somehow, despite who's throwing the ball. Carries the team through. No matter what you think about this Yankees team since 2017 to present. So that's how many? That's six years? Seven years? Those teams, I haven't liked the starting rotation once, but they have never never been the problem when it comes to the postseason. It has been the lineup year after year. You can go back to 2017. Going into the season, it's always obviously offensive production during the season. It's always obviously offensive production. So here's the here's the weird thing with how everything has evolved and how we've gotten to this point. 2017, Joe Girardi. That team was young. They had no expectations. But you have a rookie that comes up and should win MVP. And your team sneaks into the wild card. You go down 3 nothing instantly because your young pitcher... Is just so so juiced up and adrenaline, and it's like ah, all right. Well, they're a young team, and they're going to be back fighting. You rally back, you win that game, you you claw, claw back from the jaws of defeat against Cleveland in the DS. You go to the ALCS, you take the the almighty Astros seven games, and inevitably you lose, and you go wow. <laughs> this this team is going future. to raise hell in the AL. Have they ever for, been? They never got back Have to they that ever point. Since that point, been that was the furthest thing other than a disappointment. No. So who's responsible for year in and year out just being a disappointment? Like only one of two ways of sports. Go look at the. Did you see? Go that? look at the players available in free agency and via trade every single year since then, and you don't have any of them. Well, don't even forget that. Did you see the recent clip? I think it was Joel Embiid, maybe. Who was asked about if his season was a failure? No, it was Giannis. Giannis. That's yeah, Giannis saying. got asked about if his season was a failure. Clip, though? Yeah, I'm the type of person that I disagree wholeheartedly yeah. with everything he said. My first reaction was it like, was a failure. No, it is a failure. <laughs> you failed. So like, it doesn't mean your season was bad. No, Fail, failure but, doesn't necessarily mean your season. But the was way bad. I look at it is the season but goes one of two ways. You were the number one seed. You're a good team in a championship window. You didn't win a championship. Ultimately, you but failed. He's, just taking, he's doing the thing where he's taking issue with the semantics of it. Yes. He got praised for that. But, like, let's not call it failure then. We could say, Jeter would throw up. Yeah. There's only one of two ways. Actually, Jeter nowadays probably wouldn't throw up. But like, no. Jeter, it, when he, you are think? you kidding me? Oh, I think Jeter today is probably even sicker about it. <laughs> Dude, don't forget during that Jeter doc, when they were, like, asking him, he was like, I don't... He was talking about the... What year was he? Was he talking about the 2001 World Series when they lost to... Oh, my God, Mo. I don't remember if he was talking about 2001 or 2003, but he was talking about it now, and he's like, we should have beat them, but I don't even like saying that because we didn't. Like, it's a loser. Like, he's he has so much about, like, loser talk is a no-go, and you need to win. Yeah. If you don't win, you, you, lose. Lo- you, you lose. lose. Yeah, that's it. It doesn't matter if you yeah. made it to the World Series. They ask him about uh, what season... What season where like you didn't win a World Series was like your favorite? He is none of them. They're all losers. What are you talking about? I don't care if we lost in the World Series or you didn't make the playoffs altogether. You're a loser. You're a disgusting pig loser. That's kind of what I want to say. Like, but that mindset was ingrained in him from being a Yankee under George Steinbrenner. The way I look at sports, and always have been like, you either have one of two seasons. You have a success or you have a disappointment. You have a you have a failure so, or you have a championship. I agree with that. I do think your season is either a success or a failure. 
But I don't think that bar is a championship. I think it obviously depends on your circumstances. Well, yeah, exactly. Like the, Dolphins, like the Dolphins. If the Dolphins won a playoff game this year, success. Like ultimately I do think the last Dolphins season is like a failure on the whole. But there was there a lot of success along the way. But like they're not measured by Super Bowls. I'm not going, you don't win a Super Bowl, <laughs> you lose. But like Giannis, I'm sorry, the Bucks are graded on a championship this year. Just like the Bruins. The Bruins just got eliminated last night. Yeah, how could you be the greatest team of that's all time? That's a failure. Yeah. It's, an, it's an abject failure. Tom Brady got beat in the perfect season. Guess what? It's a failure. failure. Absolute not, failure. That not, season means there's nothing. There's a reason why we don't even talk about that yes, team. Yes, that season means nothing. It's a meaningless season. If the 98 Yankees... <laughs> listen, the 98 Yankees won 114 Pardon games. My cough. They won 114 games, which was set the record. They later get ousted by the Mariners when they win 116. The Mariners Does are anyone the... talk about that 116-win Mariners team? No, because they didn't do anything. Yeah. No, I think you're right. So, it's with that in mind that it's like year in and year out now, the Yankees are consistently a disappointment. And the problems are the same, the same, the same. And now what I think this year is is just like all of the things that have been wrong are going well, to... yeah. It's the opposite of the 2019 year, which is like... What we said earlier off mic is essentially all the things went right. Well, well what happens is... You can have the, all the things go wrong. What happens too. is if you make the wrong decisions every year for a long time, it continues to build up yeah, and, get get worse worse and worse and worse. Now, along the way, there might be some like ups and downs. Aaron Boone might be a great manager, by the way. Um, to hold that's off, actually where I was going with the whole Joe Girardi thing. It's been. I, my relationship with Boone is weird. I, like I didn't him. like I didn't like the hire. I like him more these days. I didn't like him initially. I like him way more now, but that's only because I believe he doesn't like Cashman. In my heart of hearts, I think there's an internal struggle, struggle, and he doesn't like Cashman. That might be wrong, but that's what I'm going to choose to believe. Just like Joe Girardi, I don't think Joe Girardi likes Cashman. Derek Jeter doesn't like Cashman. People with brains don't like Brian Cashman. Now, I think, sorry, I was going to say, during all of this, during this current abortion of a baseball team, (laughs) the the thing that pisses me off the most are the fans who are comparing it to 2009. 2009, we were 15 and 14 through 29. Everything's going to be fine. It's only 29 games in. It's fine. It's fine. Trust, trust, trust. No, 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 no. I won't trust it. 2009 was a team filled with Hall of Famers and borderline Hall of Famers. This team is not. Cole and Rizzo. Rizzo, Rizzo, I guess you could call him borderline, but like, okay, Judge and Cole. That's it. That's full. That's three Hall of Famers. Uh, Do you want to talk about the 2009 Yankee team? Cano, Jeter, A-Rod, Teixeira, CeCe. Clemens was on the team? Was he still on that team? No, I don't think so. Pettit. Pettit's not a Hall of Famer. Like, we're talking about guys who, like, are borderline or in. Mo. Like, we're talking about, like, that team was you don't think, freaking awesome. You don't think Clay Holmes is going to be a Hall of Famer? <laughs> no. So, it's not 2009. It's not 2009. What the other thing is... Cortez? The other thing is... You have to... Trust is earned. You don't get to be given trust. The, this current Yankees era... Since 2017, which we know is the start of it. When have they earned my trust? Well, not only that, like, what am I trusting? Like, I mean, we were talking about the I'm going to con- trust that they're going to make the playoffs and lose? Okay. Cool. That's what I was going to say. Like, the context is important. The context of this Yankee team is, like, they've never been good enough to get over the hump to make the, to make the World Series. And now you're probably not going to make the playoffs. Like, I kind of think that they're already a the, long shot like to make the playoffs. It looks like the wheels have fallen off. Like, it just looks like you can't put lipstick on a pig. The and prob- when you look at this roster and then compare it to just good teams right now, 30 games into the well, 40 games into the season. Listen. The you're beauty, the pig. We look the, like we have a bad fucking roster. The beauty of baseball. It shows. Is it's 162 games. Yeah. You have a long season. The rough side of that is it's very easy to put yourself in a hole that is insurmountable early. Now, you're 15 and 14. You are not in that hole yet, 
But you are digging. You are currently digging yourselves into you're that 10 hole. games back in your division. If you continue to That's go. Hard. Well. Behind three teams. You're already looking at a wild card. Already. You're, the division's gone. I don't want to say it's gone. Because. Division's gone. <laughs> you're right in the mathematical sense of like how often do you overcome. I'm fine. Games, I, you know what? I won't say it. But After we play these six it, games against the Rays, we'll decide. What we have to remember. It might be gone for us, but the yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. That the Rays no, no, are I, win. I don't correct. think is. I don't. I don't think the Rays have automatically won the division. The Yankees have automatically not won the division. But like, for example, you are gonna you're gonna climb the Rays, who are the world on fire, the Orioles, who are young and talented, the Blue Jays, who have something to prove. In your like, last even, place, even so the Red Sox, you have but, to beat the the mashing Red is, Sox. What I'm saying is. There's so much baseball left to play that the horse race, anyone could limp and anyone could gallop. Like, we might have a 10-game stretch where we go 9-1 and one and things feel and look a lot different. So I don't want to write it off. But when you look at what even happened to us last season where we got off to a really big division lead and watched it, like, dwindle away. That's the beauty of building that lead, though. That's something that likely will happen again even in this circumstance just because you tend to play to the means it's probably less likely that the the Tampa Bay Rays are going to go 120 and 40 and more likely that they're going to go like around 100 wins or 105 so so can the Yankees in a seat can this Yankee team get to 100 wins is more like what I'm thinking no I think this team is a I agree, probably not. Their ceiling is probably like 91-92. I would agree that that's probably their likely ceiling. But I think there's potential that it could happen if they did turn it around. I just don't think it's possible to turn it around. So, like, does that make sense? Like, Sure, but, like, who cares? Even if they do turn it around. Is this team, them turning it around, getting to 97 wins... Getting that top wild card spot, they get a home series for the wild card. They win that. You go to the ALDS. Does that? What does that really matter though? If you're gonna just, are you? Does is this team winning a World Series even at that best? No. Everything in the world has to go right. The team has to play above its even what I think it could possibly play at, and other teams around them have to play poorly. You have to score runs. You have to be able to to hit the baseball. Even when the lineup is. Healthy. I hate hearing about the injuries. They do Your injury is Aaron runs. Judge yeah. and Stanton. But the Stanton one doesn't really count because you, you knew he was going to be hurt. For his Stanton injury. And so you didn't. you're relying on Oswaldo Cabrera, who, Hicks. not great. Bully Calhoun, Franchi Cordero, your catchers are awful. Uh, Aaron Hicks, IKF, and... It's the, literally insane. Credit to Anthony Volpe, who's, like, picking it up, and he's looking great. <laughs> He's a good he, ball does, player. he does not deserve to have the pressure of, like, you're, like, the best bat in the lineup. Yeah, you're the best guy. No, but that's actually no pressure at this point. No. No, because, honestly, think about it. Rizzo, Rizzo is, the, like... If you know you're the best guy on this Yankee team, as who he is, you're, you're golden. Rizzo is really frustrating for me. That's my personal. Like, I just think, like... He doesn't really do anything clutch. I think you could have done better. I think you could have had better than Rizzo. I think Rizzo's fine. I think he's a fine baseball player. But, like, I think Rizzo's really good on your team if he's, your, like, your fourth or fifth bat. He's not good when he's your Rizzo, second or third bat. Rizzo plays like he's 40. Yeah. yeah. And he's, like, Dude. 33. You know who... DJ LeMahieu... By the way, how Might be my... the slowest runner in the world. I haven't checked up on him so far this year. Who? But how is one of my favorite players of all time who we had the opportunity of signing who I who I wanted to sign, who's also a lefty first baseman? I don't know who that is. Josh Bell? No. Eric Hosmer? No. Freddie Freeman. Oh, Freddie Freeman's killing also it, dude. Also 33 years old. He's killing is he, it. Is he playing I bet, baseball? I don't even season? know his stats, but I this is, I'm going to guess his line when you find it. All right, I have it. All right, he's probably played in like every game. Played in 29 games. Yep. Okay. Oh, 
He's you probably had, you could have had. He's Freddie probably Freeman. hitting three thirty three. Short porch. Okay. Is he hitting three thirty three? No, it's much lower than three thirty. Oh, it's like two eighty. Is that like go down Higher here? Higher than two eighty. Okay, it's so like two ninety five. Two ninety eight. It's fine. It's great. Uh, he's probably got four bombs. Do you want to guess his OPS? It's probably like nine sixty five. Eight ninety four. It's pretty good. What's Rizzo? I mean, Rizzo's having a good year. But like, I don't know. It's empty. Rizzo's good year. Rizzo's year feels empty to me. Rizzo has a bunch of home runs, I think, this year. He's got, I think, like six. Five. I just don't know where... One more than Freeman. I just don't know where this Yankee... He's played in 28 games, so that's good. I just don't know where this Yankee team goes. But he's bat... And he's batting 282. Like, where do they turn, you know? Who do they turn to? They don't have anybody. So, like, it's a marginal difference stat-wise between Freeman and... Rizzo. If Judge if Judge was healthy and in your lineup, obviously that helps you. It's tremendous. If Stanton is healthy and in your lineup, that helps you and it's tremendous. That's it. Bader, Bader's nothing. You can't count on him to be in a, a plus bat. The Yankees are about to be victim of their own devices here. Because they've kind of made the monster that's going to kill them this season. The league went away from buying rosters because the Yankees stopped buying. But they were deliberate about it and flaunted the fact that they were just not going to give these players the contracts they wanted. They weren't going to let them be used as leverage. And they were going to be okay letting players walk because we have the farm system to trade for guys, to make the packages, and we're smarter. And we can find people's scraps and we could build... In alternative means, and there's many different ways to skin a cat. So we'll get, we'll look at the analytics, like the like the poor franchises, and we'll out analytics them because we're going to put so much money into these departments, and then we won't do X, Y, and Z. Okay, so sure, but in the meantime, you're getting out analytics by the poor franchises. So like, as the Rays, they're also carrying dominate. They're also carrying the high one of the highest payrolls in the game. That's what I'm about to say. You're embarrassing yourselves because you spend more money than God on a product that is it is equatable to the Kansas City Royals. Dude, if you like, look if at you this roster. Just, if you had a mentality of like, we just have to suck because, but instead you're in denial where you're like, no, this is the right way to go. We're never going to change course as your payroll explodes on players that are absolute trash, and we all knew they were trash from the it beginning, and only you didn't know they were trash. Only like Ben Wartvet is a mythological creature. Yes, he's like a fundamental piece of this plan. I like the Harrison Bader deal in theory. Harrison Bader has not been a real player for Jordan, the New York Yankees. Jordan Montgomery would be nice. We we just throw away guys who would be imminently useful. Sears again, like legitimate pitcher, just throw them away. For so, guys who cannot perform you, in, this, in this uniform, in this stadium... If like, you took a diehard baseball fan... Yeah. And put, like, every team's starting nine and their bench on a piece of paper, and you were able to, like, just... You know, you just see the names. That's it. But that person didn't know that, like... Anthony Rizzo is a Yankee, let's yeah. say. Like, they don't know who's on what teams. And you're like, just by looking at the, the rosters, lump these by payroll. Yeah. Like, try who's, to put them in groups. Who makes the most money? That Yankee... Someone's going to look at that Yankee roster and put them in the lowest <laughs> tier with the Pirates and the Rays. Meanwhile, they are one of the highest paid teams. It's Great. crazy. Now, like, I, you can't... There's like listen. $70 million just doing nothing. More than that. That aren't even hurt. It's more than that. It's like, okay, you can excuse the judge contract and the Cole contract. I don't well, think anyone your, complains about it. Those, those are your, your good, that's your team. Uh, right now, the Cole contract looks like a steal. It's because he's the only thing that people are watching your team for. Yeah. So those two things, fine. Then you get to the next level. where I could excuse the Stanton contract. Even with the injuries, Giancarlo yeah. Stanton is a good force to have in the lineup. When he's playing, I like when he's playing. And, like, I don't care how much money you give to good players. And I think Giancarlo Stanton, even though he's a weird player, is a good player. So, yes. fine. 
Beyond that, though, there's almost no one who gets paid money on this team that feels like they deserve Hicks, anything they get. Sevy, IKF, Donaldson. Donaldson is the biggest one. $24 million for that guy. Insanity. What you could buy in baseball with $24 million. And the, the flippant way the Yankees threw that at Donaldson because they wanted IKF. Is is disgraceful. To be fair, I can't have pretty good center fielder. <laughs> He's not bad. You just killed me. In his first in his first few games in center, that was so funny. I watched it begrudgingly. Like, all right, he's not bad out there. I guess he isn't good though. No, but like he makes he's better the than Hicks. I'd rather, he makes the I'd plays. watch him play center than I'd rather watch Hicks play a corner outfield spot. I, like, poop my pants every time the ball's hit to Hicks. I, like, it's crazy. Like, if he sucked, but at least I could be like, well, his defense is still there. <laughs> the fact that every time there's a ball... Dude, the play yet the other day where he leap, leapt in front of the center fielder to catch that ball. What are you doing? It's crazy. Dude, it is cr- He needs to go play golf. Like, it's time for a second career for Aaron Hicks. Like, the Yankees have broken Aaron Hicks. Get it? But not really, like... Aaron Hicks had a flash in the pan for the Yankees where he played above his baseball He was card. never good. But yeah, Anyone was... who got fooled by Aaron Hicks being good or Brian Cashman. <laughs> idiot. Uh, you could have saw it a mile away. Because I was on Twitter fighting with people like, look at this guy, I think Aaron Hicks isn't good. It's like he's not. I, mean, you I know, liked Aaron Hicks. There's no bit. one on Twitter today who defend Aaron Hicks. So, you know who was right? Me. But think about it. Like, he's we... the worst baseball player I've ever watched. And that was the, tw- the Twins... Have dominated the Yankees in trades. That was again. The Twins said, "Here is. Do you like this Aaron Hicks guy?" Does, doesn't the Twins winning the season series for the first time since two thousand and one give you a little like, oh, it's over? It's almost like the Yankees spent a long time <coughs> being good by, <coughs> and not even like World Series good. Just like the hundred wins, we're going to make the playoffs and suck. Good. For a long time, they did that by making the Twins and Pirates and like. Sometimes the fucking, I don't know, who, the Padres, like their, like our little farm system, where like we'd get their all-stars or like their biggest prospects right before they made the majors, and that's what we would pride ourselves on, is like having these pseudo-good players, the Chase Headleys. And it's almost like the other teams figured that out, where they're like, hey... We'll trick the Yankees into taking guys that we know they like and hyping yeah, them up. Like a, it's almost like a joke. <laughs> oh, we love like, IKF. And then Cashman's like, dude, look at IKF's analytics. I would love to be in the front office just to know. I, w- I just want to know, like, is there, like, an internal war? Are there, like, half of the people who are like, we keep getting sh- shit players. And the other like, these players are great. Because, like, they do look like, genius is when it works. Like, when you get a Gio Rochella, but why? I don't know why you get rid of him if but, you, like, hit no, on him. The thing but, is, though, with Gio Rochella, it's the opposite. Gio, they never appreciated Gio Rochella. They were always shocked by Gio Rochella. But they got him for... No, think about it. Like, it's the Gallows. They think... They go into the Gallows yeah, I guess you're right, and they're like, we're going to fix him, he's going to be great, and it never works, Heaney. and they're awful, and they're head cases. Dude, and Heaney. then we spend way too many resources. And then they'll accidentally get the ones who are good, and they'll take credit for it, but then they'll make sure that you know that it's a complete surprise, and that they think that they're overvalued and they want to get rid of them as soon yes. as possible. Like the Luke Voigt's and the yeah, Gio Rochellas. Like, Gio Rochella wasn't supposed to be Gio Rochella. That was like, shit, this guy that we paid bare minimum for is their only depth in the minors, and Anduar just tore his labrum. So I guess call him up. And then he's good, and you're like, We're, look at what we did. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, what do you do? You trade him for shit. Like, absolute shit. IKF and Josh Donaldson and Ben Hortvet. He, he would have been the better option. Like, all this time you've had Josh Donaldson, it would have been better to have Gio Rochella. Like, it's obvious. Would have been cheaper? It would have been better would've to have, have Gio Rochella than having Donaldson and IKF combined. Yes. So there's no argument to make that trade. Just Gio Rochella alone. Yes. I'd even make the argument that we should be we should have Gary on this roster still and be trying desperately to figure out how to make him hit the ball again. <laughs> like you know he can do it. 
Even if he's in our minor league system, like Gary should be in this system. Considering we have nothing else, it's cra- it's crazy. Like and like the other thing and too like is like you weren't paying Gary you anything. You don't have anything anymore. Your 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 minor league out. your minor league system is You're bare. You fuck. have Jason Dominguez and that is you it. can't do anything. You better. That's it. To God, he's the second coming. Everybody you draft... Actually, that's not true. You do you have, literally be You do, you do have face. Trey Sweeney and Spencer Jones. Like, those guys are good, and I think there's value there. But, like... But what, are you going to trade them? That's kind of it. And the way your outfield depth looks, I'd be like... Dude, Spencer Jones might be making an impact this year. Like, be like, Matt. Like, hey, he played, he played in college, he's older, and he's tearing it up. Probably might be your guy. Like, hey, you played 30 games in the in your minor league career? Good luck. Come play. Because it's better than Aaron Hicks and Frenchy Cordero and Willie Calhoun and Josh. And that's the other thing, too. Jake Bowers, or Josh, I don't even know his name. The people online who were talking about, like, oh, you know, you just need a guy like him to contribute. Do you know who he is? He's not a prospect. No. He is a, a grown failed man. minor leaguer. He is Tyler Wade. He is a quadruple A player. He Which played is fine. That's he good. was the worst player on the Rays when the Rays weren't good. What are we talking about? So like it's nice and maybe he's different. But the problem is the way this whole thing is, is thought up and constructed is ludicrous. Like you got you just got your pants pulled down. In Texas. Yeah. You just got embarrassed by the Rangers. Because after you lost two awful games... The United States going at the last... You know, it's a four-game set. Maybe you can go. You got you got Nestor going. Maybe you could you, maybe you could split the series. And maybe things aren't that bad. No. Why don't you lose by two touchdowns, you assholes? Oh, boy. It's bad. It's bad. And the, pro- the problem is... And you're is- playing the Rays. The problem is, right now, you could say, well, at least our bullpen, we could hang our hat on these young guys. That could easily change in a couple so, days. You, tonight, you're playing Cleveland at home. Don't know how that's going to go. you got to win two out of three here. Have to. Just to, like, assure yourself you're not trash. Now, but there is a pathway to, like, crawling out, getting making some headroom. <laughs> you need to win two out of three here. Then, win one against Tampa. That's a you bare minimum. Win that you can't get swept. Win one. Oh, I could. I didn't even know you were out here. All right, so if you can win two at, at a Cleveland, just win one against the Rays, then you get the A's. The A's have been everybody's punching bag. You better, they better, you be better your, sweep they better be your punching You bag. better sweep them. You can't drop a game. Not allowed. Oh, you know what else sucks about this Rays series? It's like Cole is missing it because Cole's pitching tomorrow. So Cole doesn't pitch against the Rays. Dude, Clark, if, are they going to let Clark have another start? You can't. How? How can you? It, he's like me pitching out there. <laughs> no, honestly, he's worse. Because have you ever seen, like, position players pitch better than Clark all the time? Yeah. Quinn Stanger would. So, Clark is... I would, go, I would throw IKF, dude. I, dude, he does everything run. else, but yeah, you want to pitch? Hey. We'll turn you into a pitcher. Just want to be a utility pitcher? Can, can you throw a slider? No, oh, we'll teach update, you. dude. It's leaking up there. I have to fix it. Those are real watermarks when it rained the other day. That's that's good. I know. So, all that shit's all wet. But. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't know where the Yankees go from here. It's kind of just, it's weird, right? Like, you're actually, you're kind of at a crossroads very early on into the season. These first two weeks of May may decide your fate. If you can play well over these two weeks with people out of the lineup, and then you get healthy coming out of it, great. Maybe maybe you aren't that bad. And maybe it's all overreaction from the fan base. Which I think the reaction is warranted. I don't think... But, if you play these two weeks poorly, in your middle of May, you're like five games under five hundred. You're, you're done. It's you're not, over. You're not right in the ship. It's, it's over. It's all compiled. It's over. You're selling at the deadline. You're rebuilding, and you're saying, Cole and Judge, you're the people, and Volpe, you're what we're building around. You're trying to shed as much money as possible. You're getting under the tax. And you're not you're, gonna, you're the trying is, to get prospects. You're not be able to but move who Stan. are you trading at the deadline? You're not going to be able to move Donaldson. If you're in a bad spot, who's getting you're traded not at this be able deadline? You're not going to be able to move Hicks. You're not going to be able to move... 
Literally anyway. Here's, yeah, here's maybe who. Maybe Glaber. Here's who you can move. Maybe DJ. Glaber. Mm, probably not DJ. Maybe. There might be a team that just needs the bat, so maybe DJ. Maybe DJ. Maybe Rizzo. Doubt it. But I maybe. Don't think Rizzo. But maybe. I don't think anyone needs a first baseman really. Um. No one prioritizes. Marinaccio. King. You're not going to want to trade those guys. No, I don't think so either. But I mean, if if you're going to like King, might very quickly be a starter. Like, I'd I'd have him taking Clark's spot next next time in the rotation. Why would he not get the? Pro- I don't care how valuable he is in the, yeah. in the bullpen. You mean you're pitching starter. him three innings at the end of games that you're losing. <laughs> Let him start a fucking game. Let him open. Let him open. If that's the next step, like Mike Michael King's going to open. Just swap him. But Clark, you just go in the bullpen now, and then I'm only bringing Clark Schmidt in to face th- two righties in a row at the end of an inning. Yeah, you can't let him face a lefty. I'm not bringing him in to start an inning. There's going to be one out and no one on, and I'm going to say there's got to be two outs. It's so crazy. Yeah, like, this this team is just, every ba- everything about it is bad. Offense, bad. But I feel like a lot of it is mental, too. And you that's think, bad. I just think roster construction is really caught up. I think We've a been lot- saying it for a long time that they haven't built a good roster yeah. in terms of, like, this is the players playing out of positions, no depth, all these things, and it's just all culminated into, like, the worst possible scenario. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the opposite of the 2019 season where... It all worked. It all worked. It's like, you can have the opposite of that. Why is why work. is Luke Voigt not on this team? You're telling me you couldn't use a Luke Voigt? I, I know he's probably bad now because he's that's like, what happened. I don't happened. think he's in the league. But, like, you're telling me if Gary and Luke Voigt weren't in this lineup, it wouldn't be better than whatever the hell we're doing right now? Where's Luke Voigt at? I miss Luke Voigt. He's got a negative .3 war this year. That's not even that bad. He's played 15 games. No homers. Oh, that's rough. You can have a no-homer Luke Voigt. Dude, he was so good for a little bit, though. <laughs> it's crazy how good he was. Dude, in 2018, in 39 games, a 1.095 OPS when he came, like started with us. That's great. And then followed it up in 2019 in a full season. With an 842. And then the shortened season, the home run champion hit 22 home runs in, what, 56 games? It's crazy. It's a good run. Can't complain about that. Do you have a favorite Dolphins draft pick? So... I can't tell if I'm being propagandized by Dolphins Twitter. I know I am. But man, I think Cam Smith might be the best defensive back in the league. He hasn't played a snap. I think he's the best. I'd put him number one. I love this guy. He's better than Jalen Ramsey. He was the first. He's better than Xavier Howard. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was he the first cornerback taken in the draft? No, no, no. Okay, I didn't like. He was like draft. possibly like the 15th. Okay, there's a lot. There were a ton of cornerbacks in this draft. How many line. cornerbacks? Were? A lot. This is a very deep cornerback draft. It was like the deepest position. Because like by the time it gets to the Dolphins, they're just picking of the cornerbacks left their favorite one. The way it sounds from the front office, and I know they're lying because they can't come out and be like, "Yeah, he's like our fifth option." But they're like, "Listen, he was our guy. Like we were, we well, knew in a sense he was the one we wanted." <clears throat> we knew we'd be picking way, later. We knew like yeah, other people were going to... They knew that gonna... like, the best cornerbacks probably weren't going to be on the... They weren't really <clears> probably <throat> considering the guys who went 5 and 6 but and 13. a lot of the times, like when you come into the league as a cornerback, like a lot is dependent on your situation, right? It's it's tough to come in and be like the lockdown corner. Uh, Sauce Gardner just did it for the Jets. That's impressive. But we're asking this guy to come in, and you just have to... You just have to fill in the, the gaps where Xavier and Jalen aren't. Yeah. He could be set up for massive success here. Well, I think also what the Dolphins probably did was they looked at their board and they looked at what they know they scout well and do well. And they're trying to pick, like we all said, like someone that they know will be impactful. And they looked at the, the snap distribution among the defensive backs they had on the field last year. And we're like, we had safeties playing cornerback. Like, we need... We had guys who had never played in the nickel play the nickel. Yeah. We need... We know they we can use another defensive back. 
you we hope, know there's depth at this position hey, in this draft. hope that you're healthy and you don't need to use all the depth in, at corner you have. Yeah, and he's like, who do we like of the guys that might be where we're picking? And then hopefully we get the guy that we like the most. And that's so I, I liked, I love that pick. I love the A-chain pick. Um, I had running backs scout it purely on, I listened to a podcast where they were talking about running backs. And I knew we weren't getting Bijan, Bijan, and I knew we weren't getting Jameer Gibbs. So I didn't have to worry about those two. Then, in like the next group of running backs, I went purely on name. He had my second favorite name in the draft class, so I think that's a win. I liked Charbonnet number one. That's a better name. Charbonnet is cool. But A-Chain is a cool-ass name. So he's going to be good. And I really liked um, Higgins. The tight, the wide receiver that we're going to turn tight end. I saw someone compare him to, oh, I forget who the running back was, but it was a really good comparison. I was like, oh, I hope that that's what it turns out to be. Um, my favorite pick was Elijah Higgins. Yeah, yeah, that, that I, that's my third number three. Did you see the phone call? Yeah, he was like crying. I was like, I want this guy to be a good tight end. Mike McDaniel's on the phone with him. He's just like, let it out, buddy. <laughs> I almost feel like Mike McDaniel. There's a part of Mike McDaniels who's like, come on, give me a break with this. He's a six-round pick, relax. <laughs> I'm probably going to have to cut you. No, I think I think he's going to be like our number one targeted tight end. I hope so. That would be good. Like, the idea is like, Mike Kosicki, the reason why he didn't work in our offense wasn't because he couldn't block. I think that we all thought People it was because he couldn't that, block. It's not necessarily. No, it was because he wasn't fast and he couldn't break tackles. And get separation. That's the problem. And also, he wasn't good at blocking. This guy is like, he's going to be fast. He can break tackles, and create he's, separation. He's going to get yak. And we think he can block. So there's your Mike Kasinger replacement, and he might be better. But I mean, also. In this offense. But also, you know, it's a six round pick, so probably not. And I really don't care what they do about offensive line. I really want us to sign... They brought in four guys. I want us to sign Taylor Lewan. They drafted one. They brought in, I think, three different undrafted free agent offensive linemen. Yes. They're going to probably bring in a veteran that they're going to sign before the camps. That's a lot of new bodies. Yeah. To compete with guys... Who are good. You just need they're, one. They're not all good. You just need you just one. one guy to be to a little be, better. To be average. And you're going to be fine. When Albert <coughs> played, that line was good enough. Tua didn't get hit a lot last year. Because Teron Arm, it's just when he did get hit. He got hurt when he got hit. It was hit. catastrophic. Yeah, that's a problem. But, like, he's going to get hit sometimes. Like, I mean, what do you want? Teron Armstead and Connor Williams and... What's his name? Hunt? Austin Jackson? No, no, Hunt. Yeah, Robert Hunt. He's the good one? Yes. We have two Roberts, right? Yeah. Hunt. Yes. Those three guys are good enough to to mask if your left guard and your right tackle aren't fantastic. They can... They can the problem is they can't do anything if your left guard is nothing and your right tackle is nothing. And that's what we had last year. Liam Eikenberg is, n- is a zero, and Austin Jackson didn't play and was everyone you put in there. Honestly, it wasn't that bad. They were serviceable. And with this style of offense, you just you don't need the you don't need crazy long blocking for pass protection. You you just got to make sure your assignments are right in the run game. It would be nice. This kid, by the way, the running back, a, a- chain. People are saying he's going to be in like running football? back one. Probably. In college football, he has... Well, think about when Gaskin was drafted, he was immediately running back one. He was the only running back Greer ever drafted. So does that mean we're going to have, like, four running backs? Like, well, I think, possibly... And I feel like we're still in on Dalvin. I think that it'll probably start the season with Mostert running back one and A-Chain returning kicks. And then if A-Chain is as good as they think, he'll just naturally take... Over the running back. Oh, and apparently A-Chain is like a huge threat in the passing game too. Unlike our other <laughs> our other backs. What A-Chain has going for him though is he, he played behind one of the worst offensive lines in college football. And was one of the most productive running backs in Dude, college. He's fast. So. Our entire team is fast. He hits holes. 
He breaks tackles. Dude, our team is lightning. For his size, he's pretty lightning. He's pretty good. So, our running backs, wide receivers, and tight end now are like all top in at their position. In It'll speed. be nice if it pays off. I, why are we not just calling go routes? Every like everyone. I would throw a lot more. And just throw, throw a lot up. more like screens, screens, and just let and see if you just shit. break some shit. Yeah, we, like we triple reverses. And dude, shit. we were throwing like, like last year. People. We were just throwing twelve to eighteen yard passes all day, and that's good. And it was nice when they worked, but you probably you could probably shorten it up a little bit. Just like get the ball in their hands, like. In pockets of space. It, it is sad, though, that I am just all about football already because the the Yankees have ruined me. I don't know how you couldn't be more fascinated in the demise of this once great empire, the New York Yankees. And the start of what I feel be bad a that very I'm, dark age. I kind of feel bad that I'm, like, rooting for it. Because I feel like if it gets bad, maybe Cashman will be fired. <coughs> they need a bit of humility. I'm trying to put money into my gambling account. How's that going? Because I need to... Something went wrong. Why? Oh, we have the Yankee lineup tonight. Do you want to hear it? I just got the notification. Okay, so it's Monday. So remember, Monday was supposed to be the day where we know Aaron Judge is going on the aisle. Well, Judge is not in the lineup. He's not in the lineup. So it's probably... So probably aisle. Is it Volpe Peraza again? Is that the one, too? No. Volpe Rizzo. Yes. DJ or Glaber. Glaber. DJ. Yep. Peraza. No. Volpe, Rizzo. Torres, DH, by the way. Glaber, DJ. I don't even know what could be. Is it Willie Calhoun? That's so crazy that they think he's a five hitter. I don't know what he's shown you that, like, you would let let him bat five. We'll see about. All right, Oswaldo, six. Yep. Peraza, seven. Peraza's nine. Oh, no, Peraza's six. Peraza's six. Oswaldo, seven. IKF, seven. Trevino, eight. Higgy, eight. Oh, they're, they're nine. So I don't know who's eight. Oswaldo. Oh, Oswaldo's eight. And then, was it Trevino, nine? I mean, that's I do feel like... I, I feel like that's the best that they can put out right now. Except for, if you're going to play Willie Calhoun, bat him ninth. Why is Willie Calhoun your fifth hitter? I'd much rather see Peraz up there. I'd rather see fucking Trevino there. Hey! What's that? It's, all, it's Baby Rose! Alright, this is a good place to end it. <laughs>